0: All right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes.
1: What do you say about cows?
0: That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls.
1: Yeah, that's the one we got. <laughs> that's it. Hey,
0: everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. Calls, my name is Nick with me always is my co-host Sean,
1: the Irishman King. Welcome, everybody, to the best episode. The best episode. The best episode. We don't know yet, but we're confidently saying it. I'm saying it so confidently. The best episode ever of Capes, Cowls, and Close Calls. Just go ahead and like the episode ahead of time. Oh. Just like it now. Write a comment. Say the best episode of Capes, Cowls, and Close Calls. You know, we got to be optimistic. This is going to be it right
0: here. This is going to be it. This is going to be the one. This is going to
1: be the best of season six. Are we on season six? That I don't we know, it? man. I feel like we hit season five. I feel like I said five. I definitely don't feel like I've ever said six. That's true. That's true. <laughs> season six here in February of 2024. This is the one that's going to take us to the top. This is the episode. To the tippity. So you top. just go ahead. You wanna you wanna be early on in the the subscribing and liking, so you could tell all your friends that True. you've been a fan from the beginning. From the listen,
0: we're only a hundred plus episodes in. You know what well, I mean? We're barely getting only. started. We're only. barely getting started. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're still early. This is still your time to be like, yeah, I was one of the OGs. And for people who have been here since episode one, thank you. Yeah, we thank appreciate you, so much. you. We really appreciate it. Uh, we try
1: to, you know, keep changing things up, keeping stuff fresh.
0: We do. We do. We got some more changes planned uh as we you know move forward this year. Uh we're really gonna try to ramp it up. I mean, one of the biggest things we just wanted to do to start off with would just was just stay consistent, right? Yeah. And so far, I think we've consistently put out an episode every week this year? This year?
1: We may have missed the first week, but yeah, I believe since we've been going, we've been going. But did we True. miss big... I don't think we did, actually. I think we've been consistent this whole year. We might have. Because yeah. I remember thinking that the way we do our episodes didn't land around New Year's, so it wasn't, like, a big issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, so we the first episode of this year, we put out January 12th. So, yeah, so we missed the first week, the first. which was New Year's week, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it was holiday, a lot of stuff going on, so that's understandable. But January 12th, since January 12th, we've had out an episode every week this year. Um, and this will be another one. We plan on continuing this for the rest of the year. You guys will at least get one episode from us every week this year. Um, putting my fucking foot down. We're going to make that happen. <laughs> that look on your face was like, are we want to
1: I I got two weeks in September, I know not be out. Yeah, where you I'm gonna be? Make sure. you going I got a wedding in Italy, man. We'll just record two episodes ahead of time. Alright. Just I'm that. would you do it? That
0: week, we're gonna record three episodes. Three One episodes. For that week, and then keeping up,
1: we got it, bro. It feels like we could we could do like two episodes two weeks ahead of time. I mean, yeah, true sure too. We'll figure three, out the logistics three, once you want to do. We'll figure out the logistics <laughs> later, Sean.
0: We'll make it either way. At least once a week every week this year sounds good to me make it happen we're gonna do it yes or yes because yes. when we go away the people who do listen they ask about us they're like where
1: you guys been what where's the new episode coming out what the fuck's had people out? giving me crap in our last hiatus yeah we don't need people that. Were, getting, they were getting sassy almost <laughs> getting sassy <laughs> yeah getting out here aggressive i was like I'm, I'm getting to it we had some life changes life does be lifeing. you know what well, I mean? you know here we are we're back not even in the studio, but that's how dedicated we are that we go no studio, still yeah. recording. Studio uh, coming soon. We're, coming we're working soon. on that. So, a theater near you. Yes, sir. Nick, <laughs> man, what's been going on?
0: <laughs> nothing much, man. Nothing much, man. You know, life is life and we've been living it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I did, so I told you on the way here that I wanted to tell you about this thing that's been blowing up on social media. Blowing up. Because you haven't been on social media, nope. which is insane. You're saying all social medias, it's blown No, up. specifically TikTok. Okay. Okay. So, and to be fair, um, I did not watch all of this. My fiance did. Talia watched all of it, right? Okay. She told me about it and I've been hearing everything about it. But I just, I wanted to talk to you about it because I wanted your thoughts on how crazy that this has become, right? So there's this- I w- feel scared. No, don't be scared. There's this woman. Um on TikTok she goes by Risa Tisa.
1: Risa right? Tisa.
0: Risa. Okay. I think I'm her not... username is Risa M. Tisa. I don't know if I'm familiar, but go ahead. Uh Risa Tisa, right? So she posted, she started off with the with the one video of basically she in 2020, she met a person on a dating site. I don't remember which one it was, but she met a person on a dating site. She ended up marrying this person, right? Okay. They were married. For like six months, and got divorced, right? All right. And it turns it out happens. that she, the man that she married, was a pathological liar. Interesting, right? So this—that's this, her story. This is her story. So she posted. Do we get uh, his and her story? No, just her story. Okay. Actually, we we've started to get his story, but her story so far is proving to be the truth of the situation. She posted that first video, right? Like a standard minute-long TikTok, right? It got like 9 million views or some shit like that, right? As TikToks did. This woman then proceeded to post fifty part a 50-part story of, of her marriage. 50 parts. 50 parts, Sean. Each Six one, months into 50 parts. <laughs> each one was 10 minutes long. 50 parts, 10 minutes long. 10 minutes long. long. She posted all 50 parts over a total of like four days. I appreciate how quickly she got that out. Not only that, the average, she the views that she was averaging on all 50 parts, 5 million views.
1: I feel like she successfully took reality TV... And did it in TikTok form. Bro,
0: five hundred minutes this woman posted. Five hundred that that is eight eight over eight hours of content. That is a work day. It is and over five million people listen to her entire story in a world, in a society (laughs) where we can barely make it past 30 seconds. They listened to 500 minutes of this woman tell this story. It must have been one hell of a story. Is that not crazy? That is crazy. A I, uh, fucking work day, bro. Imagine. I feel like you're more surprised than I am. Really? So you're not surprised? Not, I thought you would be very surprised. I'm not.
1: In a world where
0: our attention pan, Our attention spans are constantly getting shorter.
1: Yes. This woman managed to
0: basically change the TikTok format.
1: In a world where Jersey Shore is a thing. Okay. I get that. It's not that far-fetched that Mm. people love real drama and that they would be compelled to watch the whole story.
0: Okay. So you're saying
1: that it... It gives the reality TV effect. It, it gave that reality. Yeah, you got hooked. But here's—you couldn't wait for the next episode, and you didn't have to wait long. What's impressive is that it's just her. It's just her telling this story.
0: There's not multiple people. I mean, I'm sure it's couple, like a hell
1: of a story, though.
0: Yeah, no, it is a hell of a story. Again, I didn't. I didn't listen to it. Give, give me some of the highlights. That you some do of the highlights. Okay, so I'm gonna give you some of the highlights because I'm also gonna give you what has become a result of this story. So again. Five hundred minutes. This lady post. Five hundred minutes. A work day. A work to day. put of that course, into perspective, season.
1: right? You said eight hours, eight episodes. Eight hours. A it's whole an eight year.
0: season reality TV show. Hit me with it. Crazy, right? Uh, so again, she married a pathological liar. That son of a bitch. Here's some of the things that she learned about this man. The biggest one is that he has. Yes.
1: Ahead. Because he has another family. No. Another child. No. Another wife. He's Another had man. He three
0: ex-wives. No. He basically, the her entire relationship, she believed that he was a VP at his comp- at this company he worked at. This man was a temporary forklift driver. I mean, that's a solid job. It's nothing there's nothing wrong with that job. It's a great job. But this is what she, she got he nice had convinced her of, right? He's VP of that forklift. <laughs> when she would call him. He would pretend to scold his employees. I love he loved that. <laughs> right? When she got pregnant. He's pre- on
1: the forklift? <laughs> She's screaming at nobody?
0: She got pregnant at one point, right? And uh, unfortunately, she lost a child. That's sad. But when she was in the hospital and that happened, the this because this was during COVID, right? So he couldn't, no one could be in there with her. When it happened, they went to call him because he was her husband at this point. He answered the phone because a nurse called him. He answered the phone and pretended to be his own assistant <laughs> and proceeded to tell her that he was in a, a big board meeting and he it, it would be a minute before he could make it to the hospital because he was a temporary forklift driver and he couldn't leave work. Crazy. Right? Feels like he could have left work as a temporary forklift driver. He tried... To buy them a house, a six hundred and fifty thousand dollar house in cash,
1: which he did not have, so he was just pretending. He was he just it? pretending he had it, and then and then when he was like, they were like, "Where's the cash?" He was like, "Ah, <sighs> yeah." He was like, "Ah,
0: was my wallet?" I he he it. basically
1: kept telling Patton's, the realtor, patting his his pants side. Uh, yeah. I forgot my <laughs> he, wallet today. He told
0: the realtor that he he didn't want to get pre-approved because he had cash, and she was like you should still do it. And he was like, I don't want to. Right. And then he was basically like, okay, I need them to accept the offer. And then I'll give you the documentation proving that I have $650,000 in cash, but they wouldn't approve I mean, the offer. <laughs> right. The whole time the, how he was lying about being a VP at his company, he was pretending to be his twin brother who was actually a VP at his company.
1: See, I get it, man. And he didn't tell, she didn't even selfie. know. Oh, I kind of want to watch season one of pathoth- Pathological Life. So the, the series
0: is called Who the Fuck Did I Marry? That's Who what it's called. Who the fuck did I marry? Yeah. Um, he he did shit like she, so when she got pregnant, she needed a new car. He wanted to get her a new car. She just wanted to get like a Kia SUV, right? Yeah. He was like, no, I don't want you to have that. I'm going to take you to get a BMW. What is this man doing? I don't know. He had her test driving cars all day long. She decided on the, on the BMW she wanted. He was like, you know what? Let's go to the Audi dealership, test drive some Audis. And she's like, you've had me driving cars all day. I'm pregnant and you want me to go test drive more cars? I told you I want this one. I wanted a Kia to fucking begin with, you brought me here, I decided on this one, now you're telling me to go somewhere else? Like just a whole bunch of crazy, crazy shit like that. And I, when I tell you that this has taken the fucking TikTok world by storm, bro, every, I, I, again, I haven't even watched the series, but everything I'm saying is about this. He promised to, she wanted to go to London, he promised to take it to London, never did. He he promised her to get her this BMW, never did. And here's been some of the aftermath of this story, right? So, how, old, did you know how long did they date? um, not long. Cause so she admitted in the beginning that she was desperate. She was desperate. She wanted to be married. She felt like she she just wasn't re- meeting the right guys. How old is she? Oh, I don't remember. 20s, 30s, 40s. I think late 20s, early 30s, something okay. like that. Um, so when this guy came along, he seemed perfect, right? She Okay, so I do remember the story of, like, her, how they met. They they were going to meet at this place that they were going to have a date. She said on the way there, her tire blew out. And she said at the time, she should have realized that that was a sign that she should not fucking do this. But instead, she saw it as a sign because he. she told him her tire blew out. So he came to get her, got her car towed, or, yeah— and bought her a new tire for her car. So she saw it as like, wow, he did all of this just for me. Right. and He doesn't even know me, right? Um, so like that was like the start of like
1: her falling form. Do we know, uh, did she meet the twin brother that was the VP? She, or is that season two? She called his, his
0: family at one point, one of his brothers, right? And... She was, she was talking to him about something and he was like, she thought he only had like one brother or some shit, or one brother and one sister. And he was like, no, there's more of us than that. And she was like, what? And he was like, so yeah, he has a twin brother and I'm the younger one or something. And she was like, I didn't fuck, like I didn't fucking know. Like she, by the end of it, she realized that she literally knew nothing about him. He lied about his birthday he lied about his siblings. He lied about his job. He lied about how much money he makes.
1: He pretty much, like, he lied about how? everything. He, not, how do you get away with that? She said that he None would, of them came with the what? He didn't have one family party the whole time. They had I, no family get togethers? I have no idea.
0: Again, I didn't watch it. So these are just the tidbits that I know. And it was not like when I was to tell you this, it wasn't even a, like telling you the actual story wasn't even the point. I just wanted you to hear about how crazy. How this many, been. how many. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: it's, it's an insane amount of views. I'm actually not that surprised. So here, here's some of the things that have happened
0: since, uh, since this has been found out. Here's a, here are she some, got of, the BMW. Hold on. So <laughs> the BMW she, she posted a video, right. Of like thanking everybody. Here are some of the companies that have commented on her videos. The Marriott, they said, if you need recommendations on where to stay, because she wants to go to London again, "Uh, we got you. Can't wait for you to take us along on the well-deserved adventure. And they offered to pay for it. They offered to accommodate her stay. Delta Airlines offered to pay for her plane ticket. Crazy. Microsoft commented. They said I skipped four I got meetings. The 365 suite right here for you. <laughs> they said I skipped <laughs> four meetings today to listen to this and we'll be skipping many more to tune in. Right? Tinder commented, my favorite audiobook. Adidas commented, that playlist will be played on repeat. Dick's Sporting Goods commented, found a new workout playlist, right? And all this time, so people saw. See, people love this kind of stuff. This is why it's a surprise. Love it. And not only that, but everybody's rooting for this woman at this point, right? So people saw Delta offer her a flight to go to London. People saw that uh, the Marriott offered her stay, right? So then her comments started blowing up with everybody being like, BMW, where you at? BMW, BMW, BMW. Because she specifically wanted, and she said it multiple times in her video, she wanted a dark blue BMW X5 with cognac interior, right? This is what she wanted. <laughs> so everybody's commenting. This She needs a dark blue BMW. They had people who are actually BMW people giving like specific, because you know, like car, I don't know if you know this, but like car companies, they don't just use like dark blue, right? It's like a yeah. specific to that right. car company color or whatever. So you had people commenting the actual BMW colors of like, it's this blue with this. So then finally, BMW USA comments and they said, please hold, starting part one now, right? <laughs> so everybody's like, yes, finally, <laughs> BMW's in it. Then BMW posts just like a, like a regular ad video on their TikTok. Every comment on that TikTok shot was, where's Risa Tisa's BMW? (laughs) No bullshit. They were all like, this is cool, but where's Risa Tisa's BMW? BMW just posted seven hours ago, because I saw it before I left the house. They posted a video, and they said, on our way, it says, on our way to find a dark blue BMW with cognac interior. And then in the little description, it says, at Risa Tisa
1: crazy crazy bro man is that not wild I would put her in a commercial
0: that's what everybody was saying everybody was like just put her in a commercial at this point just put her in a commercial in a dark blue BMW X5 with cognac interior yup it's crazy it's crazy man think she'll get
1: her own TV show she just might
0: I mean there's been everybody's like Hollywood stop making I saw this one guy he was like Somebody from Hollywood, find this woman. Find this woman. Stop making fucking remakes of old cartoons, live action remakes of old cartoons. (laughs) Stop doing that shit. Make this woman a movie. (laughs) This one guy was like, he's like, I want this to go on live television, like broadcast TV. He's like, don't put it on a streaming service because not everybody's going to watch it because everybody's watching different fucking streaming services. He's like, I want this on Thursday nights at
1: 9 p.m. (laughs) so the whole world can see it. (laughs) It reminds me of of Tiger King, how everybody simultaneously funny you say that. that. I've I've heard
0: some people make that comparison. They said this is the Tiger King of 2024. Yeah, because yeah, Tiger King was because it was just a ridiculous fucking story that everybody got everybody hooked on. on. Everybody was like, "You seen Tiger King?" People who didn't give a fuck about tigers were like, "Have you seen Tiger King?" Like, bro, I'm I'm one that doesn't really like documentaries. I still watched that, dude. So this, yeah, and it it's wild because the fact that it blew up like this on TikTok because again TikTok is a platform that was literally based around the fact that, that our short. attention spans are yeah. getting shorter, right? Like short content. Like you when you think about it, they just recently introduced 10 minute long videos. Like that wasn't a thing when TikTok for for like the first what three years of TikTok, yeah, you couldn't go over a minute. That was the longest you could. Do. And then it went to three. And then it was three, three. Three felt like a lot. Three <laughs> felt like a whole. Like I'm like, God damn, three minutes? Why the fuck? This is too long. Why am I watching no, three yeah, minutes? No, like, yeah, the video. You're like, Nah, this is. Where am I at six? no too long, too long. Ten minutes, Sean. Fifty parts five million views per part on average some of them got more a couple of them got a little less but on average these these parts were averaging five million views she hooked five million people for 500 minutes of just her telling story not and she was in her car doing it she was sitting in traffic doing these parts back to back and that's the other thing she didn't do like oh come back later for part two she was posting them like 10 minutes apart. Like, again, she told this entire story over like a few days. She was still telling the story on her birthday. People were like, you can take a break. Like, it's okay. We'll come back. <laughs> Go enjoy your birthday. <laughs> her, her drive to work, she's posting. Her drive home, she's posting. People are worried how long her fucking commute is. Because they're like, how are you posting this much content and you still in the car? How long
1: is this commute? It was. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like I have so many questions, but none of them you're going to be able to answer. Now, how do you, can you imagine that you get married, mm-hmm. right? you're engaged, and then you figure out everything that she's ever told you was a lie? A lie? I couldn't imagine. How about, how does that happen? I don't know. I don't,
0: yeah, I don't know. You, uh, she even admitted, she's like, she, she did a live I only saw one of her lives. Her live had twenty thousand people watching. Yeah, which again on TikTok, that's a fucking lot. That is a lot of people. Twenty thousand people were watching this live. At like seven p.m. You know, all that suffering. At least, at least it's leading some. I know some good. And like she even, you know, she admits she's like, "Do I forgive him? No." And what's funny is that. I mean, why would you? She found out about everything that he had. Like three ex-wives, right? These ex-wives have started to come forward too, and they're like, "Yeah, I, I, I went through his shit too. <laughs> like he, no, he's fucked up." And I'm like, "It's funny because I'm like, you guys aren't going to get to the level that she's at, unfortunately." They're like,
1: "I got some stories." <laughs> yeah, right. That's one, season, that's season one, three.
0: <laughs> one of her exes, she did like a, I think she did like a 16-part series. It, it wasn't as popular, but people are still invested because they just want to know more about this yeah. guy, right? But yeah, it's cr- it's crazy the amount of people that are going to bat for this woman. It's it's just yeah. wild. Like it yeah. it really is just like crazy to me. I'm like, man, this is nuts. But yeah, it's was... Risa Tisa. This is what you're Risa Tisa. This is what you're missing on TikTok right now.
1: Not enough to get me to go back. I mean that's fair. But uh yeah, pick it up, pick it a reality TV show. Yeah. I still won't watch it. But Pathol Path, old, path old. <laughs> pathological liar bro. I wish
0: I I wish I, like I said I didn't watch it cuz I'm like that's a lie. Um, yeah I man That's yeah it's 8
1: hours of your life. Yeah 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 yeah. Do you think she she values honesty? I'm sure she does. <laughs> I uh in in uh my research for this episode's topic. Mm. I uh, I was listening to a, a book that recommended the values in action character strength test. Mm. And and I took it. Oh, interesting. Okay. And and in what my strengths, like? it was like ninety something questions in the style of like very much agree, agree, neutral, disagree, oh, wow. like that style, right? Gotcha. And it was asking you just like. And what is this testing for? What your character strengths are. Mm, okay. Okay. There's 24 character strengths, and it. it rates it in order, so you get all 24. Okay. So I took it, and so what I, when what I heard about it was, if you knew what your character strengths were and you then focused on them, the studies show that you would generally lead a happier life. And I was like, I'm all about being happy. Mm. So let me take this test. Okay. I don't know how to use the information, and that's how they get you, Nick. Because then they they then after the thing is free, then it's like fifty dollars how to use the information. Wow. And I was like, what is this? Yeah, fuck these guys. But. What strength you got? Let me hear you. You ready for it? All Number right. one. Alright. Humor. Get the one really? Yeah. Okay. And it's not it's not that I'm humorous. hmm It's that I like to laugh and tease and bring smiles to other people's uh seeing the light side and making uh jokes. So it's and I do agree with this that in the stressful situations, I'm still that guy that can make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Or like, I know this is very serious, but hey, let's have a little humor. It's, let's brighten everything up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get that. So it's not in the sense that I, I'm like a comedian. Like right, I don't right. think I am. I think I'm okay, but I'm not like hilarious, but that yeah. I am good at making jokes. Number two for me it was honesty. Look at that. You know, it's funny. I'm gonna call Is it, out. it that you
0: value honesty it's or? that I value honesty. Okay. Yeah. So is it, it's not necessarily that you're a super honest person? It's, just that it, it's really actually both. It's both? Okay. Yeah.
1: Pretty honest. You know me well. You don't think but I'm lying? Yeah, no. I tell you a lot, man. You I do. Th- I you're, tell you everything. You're right. You, you're a pretty honest guy. Unless I'm not gonna go through all 24. We'll do. liar, Sean. Or, or maybe I'm. Um, yeah, maybe I'm like. Uh, what was the guy's name? Did they ever say?
0: She never said his real name. She his his uh, his alias was Legion of all Legion. things. Legion. Yeah, Legion. Interesting. Funny enough, uh, she she didn't want to use real names because she's like, I. The, the point of this isn't to like blast this guy right you don't want to ruin this dude's life right It, it was just to tell her story also she still lives in the same area as him so she's like i don't i also don't want to like feel like i'm in danger and this guy comes after me and she specifically said these things and then there was a woman who found this guy and posted him on tiktok and it, it was like a million comments of people being like, Why the fuck would you do this? She specifically said not to do this, and you did it anyway. And people were just like reporting this chick and <laughs> like telling her to take it down. It was crazy,
1: bro. I was like, Wow. You've met, I mean, I've met some real liars in my Yeah, life. me too. Like, I've, I've, I've met. But I feel like you could always tell. Like
0: you like usually this dude can. Is fucking lying. I mean, he's he's good, apparently. Yeah. But you usually can tell the type of liars, pathological liars that I've met were just I could tell after a while, because a common thing that they would do, and I've known two people like this, is whenever you told a story, they would always up, just yeah. try to one up your story. Yeah, and to be like, we so, all know one ups. <laughs> yeah, you literally just lived every life experience that I've lived, and you but, yeah, but better, right? Like yeah, it's like come on, dude, stop it. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so I, so humor honesty
1: three we're gonna power through the top 10 we're not gonna go through all 24 three fairness okay I can see four that. kindness five social intelligence six mm. love mm. seven I would forgiveness that, that to be higher eight self-regulation you said seven's forgiveness forgiveness interesting okay it's what out of it? 24 what is that one about Forgiveness, forgiving those who have done wrong, accepting other shortcomings, giving people second chances, not—I so have the scroll—being vengeful. I'm not a vengeful person, apparently. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I do feel like I like I let things go. Stuff regulations, eight nine is leadership, and number ten creativity. Look at you being creative, shit. Yeah, All I right. made it just barely, but made it my top say, Just ten. barely, <laughs> we made it into the top ten. Alright. Next time stuff, we gotta man. get you so we can we can see yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was interesting to see uh How I many did, questions was it? It was like ninety something. Jeez. But it's quick. Oh though. Wow. So the test is it takes ten minutes and I definitely did it way less. Gotcha. Because you're not like you know yeah. you're reading just select and you just go, right? Um but some Andrea took it too so some we were really aligned and then others like some of my top I won't say which ones but some of my top were her bottoms and some of her bottoms are mm. my top it was interesting to see so yeah. you and Talia should do it and see where you link and where you differ we should yeah. what was it called
0: uh, so I- just
1: google VIA, VIA.
0: Uh, test
1: and it's, so it's values in action but it's a character test
0: okay
1: character strengths I should say yeah gotcha okay yeah it's interesting yeah I'm gonna do this that's cool but i was i was using it to try to figure out what drives me Mm. which plays right into the episode what drives superheroes we were ready to jump in am i jumping the gun no no i was ready i was ready your
0: transition's better than mine because i was gonna go along the lines of like you know her story was all about a pathological liar wonder what this guy's psyche is like right Right. i like that too
1: i like it too (laughs) that was gonna be mine it was gonna be
0: like well well today we're talking about the psyche you know something like (laughs) something along those lines i was gonna you know do
1: king of transitions we are you know know, what i mean we try man we try you got damn right we do (laughs) we always i feel like right when we transition i look at that time we're always at 29 minutes I always, right? We always, we always never quite get to 30. That's fucking <laughs> spot on. That's A1 right there, bro. Alright, today's episode we are gonna talk about the uh, uh, psychology of some of our favorite characters. We were diving into three in particular. In preparation, I should I'm gonna just go right off the bat and what I think is interesting. In preparation for this episode, I did this into an audiobook. I didn't quite complete it. I was kinda going all over the place in topics, but it got me enough to be dangerous. But Ooh. there is a book called The Psychiatry of Superheroes, an mm-hmm. unauthorized explanation. So it's not it's not authorized. <laughs> okay. Uh, by robin uh rosenberg she is a psychiatrist phd uh comic book fan so she actually starts the book with you know she grew up listening to these comic book or sorry listening reading these comic books and then uh she fell off for a little bit and then when she had children she got back into it because as she was like reading with her children she started reading these comic books and but by that point, she was a psychiatrist, so she kind of saw these stories in three lenses. She remembers of what it was like when she was a child. She then uh, sees it, what it's like as a parent, seeing it through her kid's eyes, and then she was, like, seeing it as a psychologist. So, Yeah, interesting uh,
0: perspectives. It was an
1: interesting perspectives. So she went kind of all over the place, so I'm not quite getting into everything that she talked about, but definitely some, some interesting tidbits that I might share along the way. Um, the first of which that I was going to bring up that I thought was very interesting. This person being a comic book fan, uh, for longer than I've been alive. That is crazy. Right. Her versions of characters, I felt like were different versions and or perspectives that I have. And I never really thought about that before, except for a little bit. Cause we've talked about who's your Batman right yeah but to that point like my interest in these characters and uh what influenced me in the versions that i've seen really started with like the early ninety-two thousand cartoons right Mm -hmm. and then very similar for you right and then reading comics a little bit more future state uh where i didn't like necessarily go back to the 30s when these started the 40s 50s 60s and seven you know what i mean like right. i i even today when i pick up a comic book i generally let go towards newer stuff than i do or older stuff but for this reason your perspective of characters Uh, If you were mainly reading in the 70s, say, versus, you know, what I have a perspective of these characters, because there's been so much time and so many different writers getting involved on it, you could just have these viewpoints of characters that are, are majorly different. Yeah. Uh, and I never thought about that. It's kind of a cool perspective. Like it is, some people only get this perspective of the characters in the movies. We're talking about when we're researching this a little bit. That like the issue is like you dive into things and they're talking just about like the movie version of the character, but right. that, it differs from the comic book version, it or does, the cartoon yeah. version, or
0: yeah. So and they change uh, the origin stories of characters. A lot, all too. the time, all the time. I mean, and like you know, sometimes it's just a slight change here and there, and sometimes it's like very drastic to the point where it kind of change, almost completely changes the character altogether, and you're just right. kind of like, like wow, that was like
1: wow, that's very different. And I think that's something that's unique, right, to this genre. Yeah, uh, that we basically have these, you know, it's a good amount of characters, but we got these characters that. A lot, you know, tons of different writers and and artists get to take their own crack at at one point and put their own little spin, their own little influence and just add to the arc and to the story of these characters and... I think it, it leads to a lot of creativity, a lot of really cool stories you get out of it. But it also leads yeah. to a lot of inconsistencies because everybody kind of tries to put their own stamp onto the character, and and what one writer would do is completely different than what one other writer would do. And how these characters started and where they went is there's really no other genre that I could I could speak to that is like that. That there's just so much uh, content out there for. Yeah. Um, and for this reason, trying to dive into like you know what really motivates and what makes these characters, gets difficult. It gets foggy because it really it really can depend on on the writer and True. what they're doing. It can also uh, sometimes it can just be left up to the ter- the
0: interpretation of the reader. You know, um, it's not always so black and white, so cut and dry. I mean, I think obviously a common thread amongst heroes is that they do what they do to you know, protect the innocent, they do it because it's they it's what's right, right? right. But it's the it's the Spider Man. Right. With right. great power comes great responsibility, but even even stuff like that can often be interpreted different ways of like, okay. Yeah. You know, like okay, with great power comes great responsibility, but like what exactly is your responsibility? You know? Right. Is it to protect the people that are weaker than you? Is it to, you know, eliminate the people who may threaten you know your way of life like what what exactly is your responsibility kind of thing so, exactly yeah it's not always so cut and dry and just like easy
1: Yep. yeah so we're gonna take a look at three characters yep. uh we're gonna start with the the the, the trinity of of dc Ooh. so starting uh in chronological character order that'd be superman superman so we have since 1938 we have Crazy. that many years of content to go through. Action Comics number one. Action Comics number one. So I think what's interesting about Superman, everybody basically at this point knows the, the origin, right? So it's Krypton uh, is going to be blown up. Superman's dad, jor uh, is a scientist. He, he like warns everybody. Nobody believes him. He builds a, a, a spaceship and sends his son to Earth. Right. Crash lands in Smallville, and it's found by Jonathan and Martha Kent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is where we can kind of apply a little bit. No, no, again, right? I I took. I think I got Psych 102, right? We're not. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're not psychiatrists. We're not or psychiatrists or by, an, or by or a measure. And these aren't real people. Anything. Yeah. It's Also true. Yeah. Um, to
1: take everything we say with the grand we just, just cool take, break we're, down. we're
0: taking our best crack at it. We just thought we'd have some fun.
1: So who is this bean? Is he Superman? Is he Kal-El? Or is he Clark Kent? And what mm. made him the way that he is? Is it nature? Is it nurture? Is it Krypton? Or is it Kansas? Mm. I like the way I said that. I, uh, you, I'm all over it. You're in your bag right now, bro. You're killing it. So uh, I'm going to make an argument that for superman in particular it was nurture versus nature um and the, for the reason of this is through the years of comic books that we've seen uh we've seen other kryptonians right i know he's supposed to be the last son of krypton but then we always get uh zod right, right. and you know zod was a general but but still we we also get World stories where it changes superman's beginnings or sometimes we get different characters outside of superman and it does dramatically change who the character actually is and so when you take a look at at studies of of family members that grow up on farms they do tend to have some different kind of characters traits so they tend to be way more family oriented and mm-hmm. it just comes from like you know your, your co-worker essentially is your family you wake up every single morning to do your chores to help support the farm to support the family right so you kind of get these these character traits that superman really i think takes on within him going on versus if you look at your typical uh kryptonian they're a little bit more hard they're a little bit more science-based they're even to the the message that, that uh, Kal-El, Clark, Superman, whatever you want to call him gets, uh, from Jor-El is like, you're meant to, to kind of lead these people to prevent them from making the same mistakes, but you never really see Superman necessarily preventing people from making mistakes. He's not, the whole thing Krypton blew up is because they use all their natural resources. He's not going and destroying, you know, uh, oil tankers and stuff. He's right. not preventing any of the natural resources. So essentially earth is making the same mistakes. Right. Uh, but what he is doing is he's focusing on protecting people because that's kind of more of like the the Kansas farm way of like he sees everybody you know around him as as something important and he has this responsibility of the way he grew up to mm-hmm. like try to protect the ones around him. Okay. Right, and the ways you can see it it differ. Uh, And I say that Kansas is is a huger uh, part of, like, why he does what he does, is we do have elsewhere stories to kind of compare it to, right? We have Superman Red Sun, which we... Reviewed the movie and comic book, right? But that's yeah, yeah. the idea. Of, instead of landing in Kansas, he lands in the Ukraine, and he's like a, a Soviet asset. He's pushing socialism. He's a much harsher Superman. He's he's not about capitalism at all. He's like completely different values, and he's like a completely different character, yeah. right? And the only difference is where he landed, right? So you can kind of see right that difference of landing in, in Kansas versus landing in, in the Ukraine in the 1950s, right? 50s, whatever year it was. Uh, there's also a uh, speeding bullet Superman. And that's the idea of instead of landing in Kansas, he lands in Gotham, Gotham right? And, and he basically right gets Batman's, Batman's origin right? and he's a way harsher. He, he becomes Batman instead of Superman, right? And the, the first uh, go he gets right into action is when, uh, when his parents get murdered or his adopted parents, which are now Martha and Thomas Wayne, uh, instead of being like, Bruce Wayne, where he couldn't—they call him Bruce Wayne, so look, your, your traditional Batman, where he couldn't do anything. This version of the character did his heat vision for the first time and lit up Joe Chill's face like on fire. Yeah, right yeah. And he was a much more harsher. He was throwing characters out of the windows and such. Right. So again, it's and it's not catching the them. Different, right? And not catching them. It's the it's the difference of nurture and it wasn't so much nature he's not so much kryptonian as he is he was raised on this farm and he got these like actual values from martha and jonathan yeah and so that's really what kind of drives him so what i think is confusing and where it all gets kind of lost and i think there's a little bit of like comic books that push patriotism right and Mm. you know i'm i'm proud to be a you know In the U.S. and everything, right? So I'm not saying that you shouldn't be patriotic, but they do the whole truth, justice, and the American dream. But you know, it's that's like the Kansas part of him pushing, and that's kind of like the writers doing that push. Because in reality, you know, he is an alien, right? He's not, yeah, truly like uh, he's a U.S. citizen, but right, like he's he and just cause he happened to land in Kansas that he feels this way. And then ultimately the story kind of goes where he's not necessarily pushing the American dream as much as he's protecting the whole world. Cause he just feels like responsible for it. Yeah. Another kind of tidbit I, I realized that I thought was interesting is, uh, listening to the, to this, this book was talking about the view of Clark Kent. So it's, it's a little bit confusing and this, it's even more interesting with Batman than it is Superman, but how does Superman see himself? Is he Superman, is he Kal-El, or is he Clark Kent? And so he grew up with this name of Clark Kent, but when he is portraying Clark Kent, he's not portraying the true, like abilities that he has. If anything, he is portraying what he thinks humans are like. Right. Which is an interesting kind of like view of this point of like, you know, because Clark Kent's traditionally a little bit clumsy, right? And right. so there's that and element of like, is it, is him just like trying to make it super unconvincing or is he actually just think humans are just generally very clumsy all the time? So he's always bumping into things yeah. and he's he's like, I think oh, it's this m- is how humans act, right? right? I think it's a matter of him trying to disarm people of
0: not, I think, I think he understands how, how strong in, in a a word, perfect he is as Superman, so to him he's like, I gotta be the complete opposite as my disguise, right? Because realistically he just puts on glasses Uh, I mean, I know there's more to it that he does but you know, he he doesn't change shape or size. Like he's still as big as he is a Superman. You know what I mean? He's not Yeah, he's still this huge dude. Yeah, he's not less muscular. He's not uh, less handsome or anything like that. He's just he's wearing glasses. He he kinda alters not alters his body, but I know he kinda hunches a little bit. He doesn't present himself as big and as tall. Um, I think it's and he, he goes the opposite extreme, right? Like if Superman is like this perfect being, then Clark Kent has to be the furthest from perfect as possible. Um,
1: So yeah, I think it's also a matter of him like trying to disarm people. But I do think... Which is the way I've always felt about it, but I thought it was an interesting point of view of is this how he just views views humans? humans. And, And they were doing a comparison of like, you know, for him, it's like... How we would view ants, right? Because he is so mm. unbelievably powerful. So he's yeah. trying to mimic something, and for us to try to comprehend it for how much powerful he is, it's us trying to like, let's mimic an ant, and all of a sudden uh, we would, you know, start yeah. mimicking it. out, We would be like, you know, falling over, grabbing freaking big crumbs and lifting over. You know yeah. what I mean? We would act the way we would think we would act. Can you truly? Is it that he's trying to mask that I'm not Superman, or is this just like the way he actually views humans to be? Mm. It's interesting to
0: think about. It is interesting to think about. And I think that's one of the most interesting aspects of Superman is how he is perceived, right? Because you do have the iterations of Superman where people really hit hard on this whole idea that he is a godlike being, right? Right. And to some people, not only is he godlike, but he is god. Like he's an embodiment of. Of God. Right. Because he is all powerful in, in right. their his, eyes. His power is meant to be limitless. Right. He is all seeing, right. Because their idea is like, how can you do that? Like, how are you always in the right place at the right time? Right. Uh, he's super, like he moves faster than the speed of light. He can move faster than the human eye can detect. He's stronger than they could ever imagine. His power seems limitless. Like there's literally nothing he can't do and he can fly. Right. So that, right. that also just doesn't help. Um, but I I always found that aspect of Superman interesting because it's like, yeah, I mean, if there was a being like that, that really existed, would people grovel at his feet, right? Would people worship him as if he was a god? And then what does that do to that person's psyche? Because we have seen those Kryptonians, those versions of him who do believe like, these, like you said, these people are nothing but ants to us. They're, they're right. ants. They're they're they are meant to be at our feet. We are gods to them. We literally are gods to them, and we should be treated as such, and we should act as such. But Superman doesn't act like that. You know, he's he's tries he he does his best to stay humble, to stay honest, to to show that more or less he's just as human as everybody else. Right. So yeah,
1: yeah, it's interesting all the way around. It's also like so his his whole rule of him never trying to to murder, right? Yeah like like I couldn't tell you other than like feeling like a as a superhero that's inherently the morally right thing to do. but it, it goes back to uh, how how you view uh, certain problems. We talked once about the the trolley. Uh, issue. Do you remember the trolley issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting about this book is it, it makes it a little bit darker. I'm going to tell you the subtle difference, right? Okay. Um, so for our listeners, the the idea is you're on a trolley and it's going down a track and it's uh, there's five people on the track that you're basically you're going to crush and kill, right? And you have uh, the choice. So the way that I had heard it, and I remember hearing it in ethics class, is there is a, a a bar that you could switch the rail and it's going to lead you to hit one person instead. So it's either you do nothing, five people die, you do something and you're killing one person. You know the subtle difference in this book was? What? There's a very, very fat man on the trolley and you could push him and he will uh, fall onto the track to slow the track down enough to prevent it hitting the five people. So ultimately saving everybody
0: on the trolley and the but other you have five to, people. But you got to kill that one but guy. You got, so
1: you still got to kill that one guy. It's just a matter of you pulling a bar so it hits the other guy or are you physically shoving this dude to stop the trolley? I was like, that is, I don't the, know if this is the yeah. original one, but my <laughs> what God. Geez. But that's a, that's an interesting conversation for, for superheroes all around. And then one of the early issues of Superman actually kind of addressed this. There was like this godlike being that came down and all he wanted to do was to get Superman to kill one person. And he had the ability to basically snap his fingers and destroy the whole earth. And he looks at Superman and he's like, I'm going to give you 24 hours to go. And kill one person. Hmm. If you don't do it, I will snap my fingers, and everybody's gonna die. And Superman was still unwilling to go and kill even one person. And that goes against like a uh, was it a unitarianism kind of mindset where like you should always do what's best for most people. Right. Right. He's still unwilling. He's that one person. And even like so in the comic goes, he Superman gets so angry about this that he's gonna go kill this godlike person, and he still won't even allow himself to go and do that. Because he's so against actually killing anybody. And that's a big superhero thing kind of all the way around, right? Yeah. That's how we distinguish a bit between what is an anti-hero and what is a hero A hero, hero is yeah. the heroes generally will not kill. Right. The whole idea is like
0: that's not this. It's never their decision to make. Yeah. Good, bad, or otherwise, it's never their decision um, to take a life. I can answer why Batman doesn't do it.
1: Okay, I mean, I think that's a great transition into Batman. But I will say, before we go there, I can't quite answer why Superman doesn't do it. Why he doesn't kill? Why he won't kill. Is it the same kind of idea where, like, the switch is too easy, yeah. and then he's, he's just murdering everybody?
0: I, I think, yes, I do think it's that, right? I think I think it's not only a matter of the switch being too easy, because I know what you're going to say about Batman, and I'll save it for when you do, but I think for Superman, it's... It, it's a matter of, again, he's, he's he clearly s- understands, right? Even if he—whether he views himself this way or not, I think he understands that humans are weaker than him. Like, they are the weaker species, right? It is his job, for whatever reason, to protect them,
1: right? But if he—I guess I'll still under not interrupt you, but to think about— uh the Injustice League storyline. Yeah. I yeah. guess I kinda get it too. Cause that writing is, you know, he doesn't kill, he doesn't kill, and the Joker does something to make him snap and he kills the Joker. And he kills the Joker and then he basically just takes over. Like, he just realizes no like, democracy anymore. He's yeah. gonna control everything. Right.
0: And yeah, I think I think he I think a big part of Superman's uh, mentality is that because he, like you were talking about, because he grew up on Kansas, because he grew up with these very humble farmer parents who taught him very strongly to what's why, what's right and what's wrong, right. right? And he has this such this strong sense of right and wrong, and and it's killing to him. is very black and white. It, yeah, it is it's, very black and white. It's him. not gray. Killing is wrong. Period. There's no in between. There's no what if. There's no this situation. It's wrong period you should never do it but i think he also understands that like this is why it was so frustrating when he kills zod in the superman movie it is very frustrating when he does it i think he also understands that if he does do it 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 would be kind of like well if i if i kill then like i'm no longer a hero i'm no longer the big blue boy scout i'm no longer the black and white idealist of like this is right and this is wrong i just killed someone What will stop me from killing everybody else? And then he would also put himself, I think, into a situation where then everybody who always questioned him, like Lex Luthor, right, who's like, it's only going to take one time for him to snap. Um, We we need to eliminate him before he has that opportunity. Same thing like Batman's gone that route too, right? Like, if there's only a 1% chance of him doing something wrong, his 1% is a normal person's 100%. Right. Like, if he does one thing wrong, that's it. It's fucking over. And I think he understands that this weaker species that he's supposed to be protecting knows that, and he can never show that. He can never succumb to that, or else he won't... He he can't be human anymore. And that, I think that's what he wants more than
1: anything else, is to just be that's interesting human. too because he maybe he, wants feels to be he flawed, takes over but then he becomes more kryptonian
0: yeah like he right? he yeah. wants to be flawed but also he understands that to them he has to be perfect and it's like this weird bouncing balancing out. act of like if i make that mistake there's no coming back from that i can't i can't be a hero i can't be a human i i i i i, I will have to be a, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for not a dictator is a dictator the right word Can yeah. you just take over yeah I'd have to be like he'd have to be that I think he kind of knows that like he can't just do like I oh well I killed this guy like I killed the Joker right because we all needed him gone we know that the world is better off without him but that's never it's never your choice like and especially not being of this planet right like you just you can't do that because if you do that then you're no longer superman you're no longer a human you're no longer clark Kent. you're just you're an alien now you're you're and you you gotta be he almost would have to be a dictator at that point right. because he'd have no other choice because everybody come after him like everybody would be trying to kill him it's either do that or you just gotta fucking leave, right? <laughs> like you just go off into space and never come yeah. back to Earth because it's gone. It's done? Your everything that you had, everything that you were taught, everything that you loved, everything you grew up with—it's gone. You lost
1: another home. Yeah. Which to him is probably one of the biggest fears ever. Yeah. True. To lose another home. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's. I think it's, that's it. Sucks in like Batman. Yeah. 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 So, we can spend a whole episode. Oh, easily. I'm the Batman psychology alone. of Batman is insane. But let's hit on some finer points. Not to hit the origin story that you already know, but to understand the psychology of Batman, you gotta, you gotta talk about it. Right. So young Bruce Wayne, uh, depending on the story, between six and eight years old, is leaving the, the, the theater, mm-hmm. you know, movie or, 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 or theaters and show. That the differences change. Typically, sometimes he, it's zero. He, Yeah, sometimes say, it's, he just
0: came from seeing Zorro, which yeah. was his hero when he was a kid. Yeah. So he already kind of has that sense of being a hero, right? Like he sees yeah. a hero on TV. He just came from watching a hero. Um, but go ahead.
1: Leaves with his the, parents. the theater with his parents, and uh, a criminal of some sort, might be Joe Chill, sometimes it's not, comes and robs and shoots and murders his parents right in front of him. Correct. Um, and to really understand the psychology, that is also, in reality, probably the death of Bruce Wayne as well. That's mm. that's the first moment that he is now on this path to becoming Batman, which this character in his own psyche even refers to himself in several comic books and even in the cartoon. He thinks of himself as Batman. He no longer right. sees himself as Bruce Wayne. That's Bruce Wayne is now his alter ego that he must keep up yeah, for appearances. I was about but, to say that's often a common thread
0: among in in the Batman psychology discussion is does he see himself as Bruce Wayne? Or does he see himself as Batman? A general consistent consensus is that yeah, he no longer sees himself as Bruce Wayne. Batman yeah, is now. his real identity, and Bruce Wayne is, his disguise. God, yeah. is it, his disguise. Bruce Wayne is the mask, and Batman is the real person.
1: Right. So, from that moment on, he's becoming Batman, and basically, kind of, you know, depending on the story, he he trains in in every field that he can from martial arts to sciences to even he learns over a with- hundred different forms of martial arts <laughs> everything yeah all of uh, comes back approximately 21 years old back to gotham as as now being the batman right mm-hmm. um what's interesting about this and you look at trauma uh especially when that happens when you're a child and how it affects you it almost Makes sense. I mean, obviously, this is the extreme. But typically, when you look at uh, you know kids that have lost their parents in some horrific accident or what have you, like they they grow up to to be doctors or or if there's murder, they grow up to be police officers and such. It's just you know apparently, if it happens to a billionaire, you you, you know you become Batman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what's interesting. And this is kind of where I realized that there's there's a bit of a difference between my version of Batman and and Robin, the author of the book I was listening to his version of Batman, is does he want to punish criminals or does he want to save people? Mm. And interesting. what's interesting is to me, it was always his his main goal is to save, save people, people to save Gotham. Um, to save Gotham, to save his city. And and so it, it's crazy because he's, he's always talking about what his mission is. And to just simply go and Google what Batman's mission is, depending on the article, it, it varies, right? It goes from, uh, I think I wrote it down somewhere. Hold on. <laughs> uh, to strike fear in the hearts of criminals and bring them to justice to, to, uh, uh make Gotham a place where no kid needs to uh watch his parents die to uh seek to make the world a safer place. Uh it's all like make things safe to, to, to control things and what's what's even more interesting is when you look at it and he wants to kinda have this sense of control. It, it's a parallel to the he doesn't want to feel uh the way he felt when he had no control when his parents died right and that is a humongous contributing factor to the the arc of batman is he wants to control everything have strategic plans for everything and and any situation that could possibly goes wrong he wants to be prepared for it and that's a huge driving force for who he truly is and it's a lot of reasons of like why things never kind of go the way you want it to go for batman right like why he never really has that solid like person he settles down with and why like you see him he he's attracted to, to helping all their old friend old friends and like all the all the robins and stuff but all of them mm-hmm. kind of ultimately leave him is because he's so focused on want to control every aspect but you can't live that way Yeah, it was always about the mission right everything with batman's all all comes down to the mission yeah what's interesting with the with the way the author perceived this character and the difference, the way I perceive perceive this character is I know that Batman is very, very aggressive with, with all this fight scenes, right? Like he takes people down hard and fast, but do you think he enjoys doing it? Mm. So to me, I never once thought, Oh, he's doing this because it's something that he enjoys, but there's two major types of, uh, aggression. There is instrumental and there's hostile, um the difference is instrumental is is means of uh, a goal so typically instrumental is is done uh by like police officers right uh they're not beating you up because they're angry at you they're trying to prevent and make things safe right? right and and martial artists uh and Uh, you know, boxers and such, right, that do it for sport, it's still instrumental. It's meant to, like, win win the award, to win the competition. Where hostiles, like, you're angry. Like, that's you going into the bar, and you're pissed off, and you're trying to beat somebody. So which category does Batman fit into? And the author was Mm. making an argument that Superman and Wonder Woman are definitely instrumental. They fight to stop, right? But they're not putting these people in the hospital. They're not... At least not purposely. Not purposely. They're generally just knocking them out. Right.
0: Where Batman Batman is breaking limbs, breaking jaws,
1: and how much focus does he do after that As his alter ego to help these criminals where it seems like for Batman it is a very vicious cycle with Arkham Asylum where he's just capturing characters putting them back in and there's no uh, trying to uh, rehabilitate these characters they just come back out he beats them senseless and goes back in I don't know that I quite agree because I was very in much influenced by Batman the animated series where Mm -hmm. you do see times where Bruce Wayne slash Batman is trying to help these characters. He tries to get, he watches them because he's cautious and he wants to control everything, but he tries to find a solution for for Victor Freeze's wife, right? He's friends with Harvey Dent and he wants Harvey Dent to get problems and no longer be Toothface. He's intentionally helping, but I think if you look historically back at the comic books, particularly for this The author's era, you didn't see that. He teeters that line, and he beats people senselessly. And so, other arguments that were kind of made for the same kind of line is when, when uh, does he get more upset that uh, he couldn't save somebody, or that somebody, or that the villain got away? Mm. And so, there was a she literally named one comic book where uh, there was a boulder that was six hundred pounds that crushed somebody and killed somebody, and Batman was upset that he couldn't lift it and he apparently the comic books more written in the eyes that he's mad that the person got away more so than he's mad that somebody actually died mm. and then it gives an example of Batman Begins where he's he's literally has a scene where he's in prison himself just to beat up criminals criminals yeah. is he there and I felt like I watched that and I'm like that's the way he's training but right. is he training or is he there because he wants to punish these people and he hasn't gotten to that point of and he like- hasn't
0: the yeah. solution of Batman yeah he's just it's a right. combination yeah I, see, and that's,
1: that's a big difference too of like he beats people up and then he leaves where you see other typical superheroes stick around talk to the police talk to the reporters where mm. it seems like you can convey that he's in it just to, to beat senselessly
0: yeah see I don't know I, I almost feel like he just teeters that line right like his he is angry right like undoubtedly he's angry He, his whole thing is that he has not been able to let go and move on from the fact that his parents were murdered. It just, it like, in terms of, uh, dealing with trauma, Batman is like the worst fucking example of a human (laughs) (laughs) dealing with trauma that there is, right? He's terrible at it. He's absolutely dog shit at it. But and that's why I think that it it is like an in-between, right? Like, sure, there are times where he's just beating these criminals up to gather information, right? So he can get... He's beating up the small fry to gather information to get to the big fish, right? right? But, yeah, I'm sure there are times where he goes into this and he is angry. He is mad. And he just... He wants to hurt people who have hurt people, right? Because he... he I think the thing with Batman is that he sees himself in almost every victim. So to your point, what you were saying that person who got crushed and he, it seemed like he was more upset with the person who got away than he was about the fact that someone was killed. It's almost because he sees himself and like, again, his driving factor is that the person who murdered his parents got away that night. They got away and he couldn't do anything about it and there was no one else around to do anything about it because he lived in this crime ridden like piece of shit city that his parents were admittedly trying to change but they couldn't quite do it and they still succumb to the violence and that they were trying to clean up right And he couldn't do anything about it and nobody else did anything about it. So he decided to take it into his own hands. So when he sees someone else being victimized, he puts himself there. He sees himself in those situations and that's probably why he's more upset that somebody got away than somebody got hurt because he's just like, that fucker who killed my parents got away. Like none of these criminals deserve to get away. They should all get what they deserve. Mm. I think the interesting part about Batman then becomes this whole situation of life, right? Because Batman, his number one rule is he refuses to take a life. And regardless of whether or not he does what he does out of anger, vengeance, whether he chooses violence as an instrument to... um, you know, solve a problem, or like you said, goes about it in a hostile way. I think what's always compelling about Batman is that he not only will take a life, but he is always willing to put his own life on the line in order to save. to do whatever he needs to do. Whether it be he's just gonna beat up a mob of bad people, or he's going to save someone. he He's willing to put his life on the line for whatever he feels like his mission is that night, right? And that's just like that's and like the will of Batman is <laughs> easily <laughs> his strongest power, right? Like just his his that's why when his he, uh, pure
1: will when he gets that green lantern rings at times he's like insane with it. Yeah, he's because his will is insane. Batman yeah. has a
0: stronger will than almost any anybody else because, and I and I love seeing and this is why everybody loves Batman because he's a normal fucking human being. Yeah. Every every night he goes out there and he fights crime and he with nothing but his his body, his mind, and his willpower. Yeah. And a lot of his fucking money. But <laughs> so, the so money I, helps for the sure. The money definitely helps. Um but yeah, I mean yeah, Batman is fucking... At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he's taught in psychology classes. <laughs> there should be like a whole section
1: about Batman in I mean, in I think psych- we could have a whole episode on just Batman's rose, rose gallery. Yeah, and, like and I mean, his, that's... His villains are all very... You know, they, they, they represent different yeah, mental the, disorders. And I know, yeah, stuff, a lot of so. people, uh, the, you know, have that... Um,
0: the analyzation that each one of his villains represent what you're saying, like a mental disorder, narcissism.
1: Yeah. I uh, mean Batman's included in it, right? Like yeah. he has his own. So it's it's the whole the whole arc. Everything in there. Yeah.
0: So yeah. what do you what do you think ultimately drives him? So I think Is it is it his vengeance? Is it his is it, is his it his commitment to <laughs> vengeance? Um Is it his commitment to saving people? Is it his commitment to trying to continue the work of his parents, of cleaning up Gotham City?
1: I think it started with vengeance and it evolved into him wanting the world to be a safer place and him knowing that he has the ability to make that happen so whatever he does so I said so that's why I, I kind of disagree with the author where I think he's way more driven on wanting to save people and spare people from the experience that he has than he does the actual vengeance part of it mm. right yeah like I think he's he's out here and he's I'm gonna try to make sure that the line I said earlier right that no kid has to go up without their parents yeah right like he's he's out there trying to risk his life to save others versus I want to just punish you know villains really? and that's, that's what I was saying I think I think it could have started very much so focused on the vengeance part and that's where my Batman of my era and the Batman of previous eras probably differ significantly yeah but yeah good stuff who uh, else we got? Wonder Woman Wonder Woman Wonder the, the, the big three Wonder Woman I gotta tell you Nick I'm complex with Wonder Woman. <laughs> complex or perplexed? Perplexed. Yeah, that would be right. Perplexed with with Wonder Woman here. I'm a little. I'm gonna go about this one differently, and oh, well? I'm gonna tell you a bit about how how we came to get Wonder Woman. Interesting. All right. So let me let me look at my notes. These are the three of some of the oldest characters. So I don't True. think I said Batman early, but it was 1939. Wow, really, Batman? 1939? I mean, or was it 1940? I have it written down. No, I mean, 1939. Close. 1930, so it goes Detective Comics issue one. 1939, and then 1941. I didn't know
0: Wonderland. Batman and Superman were that close. Yeah. I thought Batman came like a few years after Superman. It's interesting, though. Yeah. Came out guns a I think it's like a year and a half. I don't think mm. it's... It's not, definitely not less than a year. Original, original Batman had guns. Yes,
1: shooting people. Yep. Pop pop. Putting bullets in my fuck. I don't think he, I think so from what I was just listening to <laughs> had guns on the cover, but then in the actual comic, you don't ever see him shoot a gun. Oh really? Okay. No. Interesting. But I up to the, hearing that cuz I thought he was shooting people in the beginning too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he I don't think there's actual comics in the beginning ones, right, of him actually doing that. Yeah. If you, you know, you watch Superman v. Batman, Batman v. Superman, and then, then you see some shooting going on. Yeah, murderer. A Mr. William Malter Martson, or his pen name was Charles Martin, okay. is the curator uh, of Wonder Woman. Okay. He is a psychologist himself. Okay. He, in the 1940s, mm-hmm. Nick, was married... And also had a girlfriend in a poly relationship. Okay. Interesting. In the 1940s. Yeah. This man was in a poly relationship. And huh. when he passed away, Nick, okay. his, his wife and girlfriend stayed together for the rest of their lives. Oh, wow. That was commitment. Committed. The, the, man. Back in the 40s. That's, the yeah, I mean, that Yeah this man i'm gonna be blunt this is gonna uh i hope i don't get problematic on here this man i think just really loved women <laughs> <laughs> he was just it was all about women he this just guy. All, yeah he uh so he created a whole society of women yeah it's very on brand is, is it not it is pretty on brand for him he uh he wrote this character uh, because he, I gotta quote read already in a minute, but basically he viewed women as like amazing, strong, smart, independent, and was angry that there hadn't been a character like that yet. So he went and created the looks of his girlfriend with the brains of his wife and made Wonder Woman. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm he, wide-eyed right now for people who can't see me. He also... You're gonna you gonna notice some parallels here. Was Kay. was very uh, convinced that blood pressure uh, was in direct relation to lying, mm. uh, and he was very much so all about the truth. So mm. one, he made the the predecessor to the lie detector test, but really, also really? he wrote about the lasso of truth. <laughs> <laughs> Where we'll see you know, the lasso wraps around and you're compelled to say the truth. Right. Wow. I did not know any of this. Yeah. That's interesting. Neither did I until today, Nick. That's crazy. Neither did I. I was like, what am I reading? <laughs> let me let me read a quote from. Give me give me a second. Give me give me some spare I, some right. air while I pull this up. Yeah, pull up the quote. All right. Wonder Woman, huh? I mean, that. Look,
0: it makes sense. To to that guy's point. Women are fantastic. Yeah, nobody's arguing about it. Yeah, I don't. Think, I don't think anybody's gonna argue that point. They
1: are great. Uh, not even girls want to be girls so long as our feminine archetype lacks force, strength, and power. Not wanting to be girls, they don't want to be tender, submissive, peace-loving, as good women are. Women's strong qualities have become desperate because of their weakness. The obvious remedy is to create a feminine character that has the strength of Superman plus all the values of a good and beautiful woman. Mm. The creation of uh, Wonder Woman was based on that idea. Mm. Interesting. So, a strong woman. Yep. Strong, beautiful, intelligent. He wanted to make a woman character. That basically, he felt that women were significantly better than men, which I'm not arguing. Yeah, I don't know if I'd argue that either. Uh, And he wanted to create a character that had the strength, but basically the heart of a woman, which was the idea. And the idea was to then go show what the perfect woman could be. Mm. And that's what the idea of one woman comes from okay and i think that's the same idea of why she comes from a society an island paradise island or or themascara depending on who's writing that right um where it's an island of just women and you see them thriving with just women and then she's going into quote unquote man's world to try to prove upon it Mm. and to kind of basically like bring like you know the heart uh and humanity to man's world is really right. what she was meant to do. So the origin of Wonder Woman changes multiple times. But the idea is exactly what I said. Uh, sometimes she's uh, um, the daughter of, of an affair with Zeus. Sometimes she was just made from clay. Right. Um, there's, there's there's differences in that, those origins. And actually, I think she's she almost inspires me to want to make a, a history of episodes where we can just drive through like... Where this character has gone through uh, since the beginning, but basically, she goes and she fights Nazis very hard, very much so in the beginning of his com- her as comic most, books, as most comic book characters you know, did in the forties. Um, but the whole like storyline we know with with Steve Trevor kind of like crash landing and then and then her going back with Steve Trevor to kind of fight the war is 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 very on brand. Now trying to get into the the psychology of the character now that you know why the character is was created. Um, I get elements of it, but what motivates her, I find confusing. Um, okay. For one, she comes from a land of, of warriors. Right. And, uh, she's comes from a land where she's, she's, you know, seen how women on their own can thrive. Do you know that she was written to be the secretary of the JSA? Was she really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. I feel like so I think the issue with Wonder Woman is that the the creator only uh did the first I mean she, he had a good run right he did I think from from 41 to 47 so about 6 years mm-hmm. but then the rest of the people had no idea what they were doing with this character. Mm. So they wrote uh she she was designed to kind of like basically be like a big like kind of feminist push and like sure. to show women like, hey, you can, you know, go to college. Like you can be this strong independent woman. Yeah. And then I feel like the other writers got a hold of her and then like didn't do that. Hmm. Like they made her more of like a typical secretary. At one point it was written that she, she lost her powers and then she she learned how to uh, uh she learned like martial arts from like a sensei and then she was like going around with her martial arts and she owned a, a fashion company during the day, like like the and fall, where this crime at night yeah okay yeah. it was just like so but to, to go uh i think the reason for me that i find that hard is because so many writers have gone so many different routes that if you ask me what you know drives what motivates what's what's the idea behind it i feel like there's elements that don't match that she comes from this like warrior woman but then she kind of takes like the sideline to other characters yeah especially in the beginning she was like fighting dark side and stuff right, right right uh but if i if you said give me an answer right i would say that what she motivates is, her to be a hero what motivates her is she has these morals that she has learned to stand up for humanity uh And she's learned that from Paradise Island. And so she needs to be the warrior that she's meant to be to help save people. Great power. (laughs) With great great
0: power comes (laughs) great responsibility. It's all just great power for her.
1: Yeah, I
0: feel that. I I can get behind that. Yeah, I was going to say, not exactly that. Something similar. I think, I almost think for her, it was a matter of, you know, in a lot of iterations, she's taught that man ain't shit, right? That just man's world is nothing like you live in paradise. You live. So
1: like the history of her though, like I found out that there was a big issues where she was kind of like a sidekickish character to Steve Trevor. Oh, interesting. That's why I was like the, the creator and then the people after like the, so many writers after it was like, what were they doing? Yeah. She's also, uh, the only character that after crisis, didn't get another issue not only character she was like one of the only big characters that didn't get a new issue for a whole year and like everybody like batman and superman like the numbers didn't go back to one after crisis they just continued mm. she went back to one and then they they undid everything that she did beforehand which is all the world war ii stuff oh interesting and then they tried to on it by saying that her mother was doing it Wh- what yeah. That's great. And that her her mother was the first Wonder Woman. The f- history of I this like character. That. We could do a whole episode on it. I feel like we should,
0: but sorry, continue. Oh, well, I mean, the, the Wonder Woman that I know, the Wonder Woman I think of today, I think that her motivation lies in um, kind of discovery. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times she because she grew up on Themyscira, right? Whether she has the origin when she was made from clay or she was the fair, whatever, she is taught that she is damn near perfect, right? She's, she's, she was made to do great things, but she was made to do these things within the confines of Themyscira, right? That Themyscira is the peak of a society. Um, and it is because that it's all women, that they're all strong, smart, everything right like they are the peak of a society uh because they don't have the distraction of man and they don't interact with the outside world right and not only that but they're also you know they're warriors they're, they're their whole point is to prove that women are just as strong as men if not stronger i think then when she discovers man's world right her sense of discovery of realizing like this isn't what I was taught that it was. There's more to this place than what my mom taught me. My grandma taught me what all the women on the the mascara thought it was. There are things here that are also worth fighting for. These people no, they are not perfect. Is man perfect? No, but realistically, like I think her seeing the flaws of man also helped her to understand the flaws of her own people when she was originally Mm led to believe that they are flawless right um so i think she saw like they are flawed people and i do have the power to help them to protect them because there are things here also worth fighting for and i think it's 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 one of those situations um Where it's kind of like, like you said, like a great power comes great responsibility thing where it's like, I have the power to help them. We all have the fucking power to help them. Like you bring (laughs) any Amazon to the USA, they can fuck up 99% of the people here. Right. It's like three beings here that can actually pose a challenge to us. And but we just want to sit on our island and pretend like we're perfect when we're not they know is this is this world outside of the mascara perfect no absolutely not but also i think she discovers that nothing is really perfect and nothing it doesn't have to be perfect to be worth protecting so that's like kind of what drives her along with her own like warrior spirit of just kind of wanting to be the best and wanting to prove herself um, like fighting alongside Superman, showing that she's just as powerful as him, um, showing these criminals that like, and she also just kind of thrive. Like she was born in a place where they thrive on fight, right? right? On on just fighting. So she also enjoys, kind of enjoys that aspect of it. Um, she enjoys challenging herself in that way because she probably feels like she got all the challenge she could in Themyscira, but outside of Themyscira, like there's more to the world. I, so I think, I honestly think what drives her is discovery, whether it be discovering new challenges in terms of growing as an individual, growing as a warrior, growing as a woman, or also just discovering that there are things and people who are worth protecting. Not everyone is perfect, but that's okay. And I just want to keep discovering. I keep. I want to keep learning. I don't want to be confined to what I've been confined to. So, yeah, that's my, what
1: I, that's what I think. I think he nailed it on the head. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I had one more comic that I wanted to mention for Superman. All right, not to go all the way back here, but uh, Knights of Steel to to further my nature versus nurture. It's a storyline of of. Uh, Superman lands during medieval times, but his parents come with as well. And so he's raised actually by his parents. And They all have superpowers and such. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's a dick in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he, he, he realizes that Batman like threatens his throne and he like immediately tries to kill Batman, who he grew up as brothers with. He immediately basically tries to kill his brother like, in that storyline. So nurture, not <laughs> nurture. <laughs> Nature versus nurture. He had a comic call out, right?
0: i did yeah, yeah yeah um so but that was it though right though yeah, yeah, yeah that was it uh i guess before we move on let us know if you enjoyed that um and then we'll hit on that again later but yeah so we haven't done a comic call out in a while but i have read fun fact it's actually not a comic it's a manga okay which get that out no I'm just listen <laughs> i know you're not an anime fan is it the one i got you no. Ah, we're not talking about it. The only, sure. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? The only reason I haven't read that is because I've literally watched that anime multiple times. Like the entirety of it. Just so you know, that anime is eight hundred episodes. Yeah. And I've literally watched it from beginning to end multiple times. So Is the manga and the anime like the exact same? Uh no. Uh for the most part Yes, but not exactly. I mean, there it's, it's, it's similar to, like, comics versus yeah. movies, right? Like, even the animated ones that are very close to the comic books. There's always some stuff that's not there. Um, so I am going to read them. I just haven't got around to reading them yet because, like, I know the story so well right. already. But, like I said, the problem is that you're going to end up making me buy all the fucking issues, <laughs> and there's, like, a hundred of them. Uh, but anyway, but there's this other manga that I got recently... Um, which is new they haven't I saw they have a trailer for the anime out but it hasn't actually released yet Um, and I was really interested in the story based on the trailer so I was like you know what I think I'll actually read this one because I don't typically read manga but for those of you who don't know um, I imagine that if you listen to this you've at least heard of anime before you may not completely understand what it is but you probably heard of it but anime is basically just uh, Japanese cartoons and that's a very 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 basic explanation of it you just offended somebody by yeah, saying yeah no, I had no idea and that's why I had to take a step back it is it is uh, animation that is based out of Japan um Japan is a lot stricter on what they allow to be broadcast on their stations in terms of like using real human beings. So anime is kind of like their way of telling the stories that aren't available for them to make live action versions of. Um, and typically animes are much more mature cartoons, uh, much deeper Um much more story rich than our cartoons, very repetitive a lot of I can't, but I must but I
1: have to, Listen, but I can't
0: anime's fantastic um, yeah, if you
1: like repetitive
0: <laughs> whatever man, but anyway, but anime is typically based on a manga, and a manga is basically just Japanese comic books that's what it is like. That is a more accurate represent uh, description of that. It's a Japanese comic book. Like, that's what it is. Yep. The biggest difference is that you read it from right to left instead of left to right. Because, you know, Japan. Um, <laughs> so... so Uh, I'm reading I I read the first volume of this manga they're typically released in volumes kind of like graphic novels right like trade paperbacks where it's like five issues in one book versus the individual issues most manga is released that way so I read like the first five issues of this new story so it's called Go Go Loser Ranger and I'm sure it it has a Japanese title as well that I do not know but this is the English translation of the, the manga now I don't know if I told you this but I was a big power rangers fan as a kid we've definitely talked about that i'm sure we on have. this podcast We've talked. did about you it. like power rangers as a kid i did okay i wasn't sure because power you didn't need cable for power rangers did you no i don't think you did no yeah, i was yeah, power rangers
1: yeah. growing up okay so yeah you know, I, <laughs> it, not to, not to call my brothers out but i remember they ruined it for me at one point by stating the fact that every episode's the same i mean yeah that's exactly <sighs> power rangers is also uh from japan I did know that. Yeah. The shots called... are from the Japan show where yeah. they're actual oh, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. The actors we see just shoot those scenes. They're not. Yeah. Then they just dub and... over. Yeah. Um,
0: the voices It's called Super Sentai. I'm pretty sure is what it's called in Japan. Um, but yeah, so this story is basically a twist on Power Rangers, right? So, the Power Rangers is basically just it's the super team of what is it? 5 of them, 6 of them? Yeah. Red, blue, yellow, pink, black. Typically 5 and then there's always like a sixth ranger that comes along, like the white ranger, the green ranger, whatever, yep. whatever, whatever, right? Um but there's typically 5 of them and they're like teens who, once they morph into these super suits, they kind of have—they basically have superpowers. They have cool weapons and giant Zords that they. I love they, they can d- fight
1: in. <laughs> Bro, the people listening to us probably know right? Power <laughs> Rangers, right?
0: Okay, my bad. I'm breaking down Power Rangers. So this is a twist on it. So you know how, like in Power Rangers, they fight um, the villains, and then the villains always have what's called putties, which are just like their little minions. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then like every episode, there's like a new monster that they created and they have to bring down that monster. And then it is. So this is a twist. So this basically what happened is that this alien species invaded Earth 13 years ago. Similarly. Right. What happened was the Rangers who were on Earth, they called the Dragon Rangers in this basically killed all the higher ups, like all the big bosses. They killed them right away in this war. It was them versus them that killed all the bosses. And then they basically went to essentially what are the putties. But in this, they're called dusters. And they were just like, hey, listen, we're going to give you guys two choices. We've already murdered all of your bosses. So you got two options. Either we continue this war and we kill all of you, or we'll give you a choice that you basically have to follow us. You have to do whatever we say forever basically and what they want out of them a little dark right what they want out of them is that every sunday they have to come up the the dusters the putties have to come up with a new monster for these rangers to fight every sunday so that they can be continued to be seen as heroes to the humans to the people of earth huh and it's gotten to a point where it's a spectacle, right? Like every Sunday, they go to the same battlefield, They the news shows up, they broadcast it on television. The news is like, it's showdown Sunday. What monster are they gonna release this week? And they're gonna do this and do that. And every Sunday, they come down with this new monster, the Rangers show up, they have a little back and forth, they kill all the monsters, And then they do it all over again the next Sunday. And basically, these duster things, they have the ability where like, they're almost um, immortal, because if you blow them up, unless you kill them with a specific weapon, they can't die. They just disintegrate and then they reform. They turn into dust and then they come back. So every week, this is what's happening, right? So they're, they're killing them, they turn them to dust, they come back but they can also use this ability to transform into different things, and that's how they're creating monsters. So they're up on their ship that's hovering above Earth, and every they're at the point where they're like, we've been doing this for like 13 fucking years now. We don't have any more monster ideas. What do we do? (laughs) They're like, do we make a giant kitten? Do we? No, we did. Or they're like, maybe we make a lion monster instead of a kitten. No, we did that three weeks ago. We can't do it again. If we don't come up with something, they're going to come up here. The Dragon Rangers are going to come up here, and they're going to murder all of us. We have to figure this out right so this is what's happening but the world doesn't know that they're 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 basically corrupt slave masters right they're making these guys do it and then there's this one duster who decides i'm fucking over it i'm not doing this shit anymore i'm sick of it and he every duster has a specialty of like transforming. Some of them are better at turning into monsters. Some of them are better at turning into animals. Some of them are better at turning into inanimate objects. He is a bit better at turning into just normal humans than any of them. Like, and when they transform, they like take on their voice, their looks, their mat, like all that stuff. Right. Um, so he decides that he's going to infiltrate the, this group of Rangers, and try to kill them from the inside. It does sound like a cool story. Yeah.
1: Right? So maybe. What would you rate it? How many Power Rangers out of five? Uh,
0: pretty pretty solid. I mean, I read the first five issues. The last one ended on the cliffhanger, and I only had volume one, so I just bought volume two and three. There's like there's eight volumes out right now, I'm pretty sure. Um it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. So far, I'm really enjoying it. I'd give it like a four out of five right now it's it's pretty good and it's an interesting take right because they are like heroes but at the same time they're kind of corrupt it's kind of like i've heard some people compare it to like if if power rangers met kind of like the boys where it's like they're putting on this act right but they're really like shitty people yeah but they want to always appear as heroes to the regular people to the public so yeah it's pretty solid alright cool that's it that's all I got
1: bye we wrap it up alright guys you can uh, contact us let us know what you think about uh the uh, the, uh, the TikToker about uh, Risa Tisa Risa Tisa thank you, you did you
0: listen to her stories let us know let us know you also can, what you thought about this episode
1: yep tell us uh, if you like the the psychology kind of spin uh, if you like the little history thing we give about Wonder Woman if you want to hear more less more reviews less reviews let us know you can do it at Close Calls Pod uh, you can hit us up on Gmail yep. Facebook yep. Instagram yep. X and TikTok you got it Let us know what you thought. Thanks for
0: listening to this one, guys. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.